Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea, and I thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We were absent last week. Uh, I had a protracted interview with uh, Pastor Paul Begley. We're going to put the link up on our Facebook and on the Hand of Help website because I think it was a good, solid, wholesome, uh, biblically-centered conversation. I don't know if if you guys know Pastor Paul. Um, He's a man that works tirelessly to bring people to Christ. And uh, you have to respect anyone that still does so, because um, a lot of people are falling by the wayside. A lot of people are finding distractions. They're finding uh, things to discuss, to talk about, to focus on uh, that have nothing to do with the important things in life, with the important things of our existence, uh, with, with the important things, quite honestly, that we should be focusing on. Because uh, if you haven't noticed, even though we missed a week, uh, it hasn't gotten any better, has it? So uh, I guess it wasn't us. Because uh, you know how some people are, well, if it wasn't for you, well, I guess it wasn't us, was it? We missed a week. And the world is still uh, circling the bowl of la toilette, is it not? Uh, and it seems that the speed uh, is uh, increasing exponentially uh, every time you look. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of distractions going on in the world. There's a lot of things that people are focusing on that I really don't give two wits about that I really don't care, that are not within my purview of interest, because uh, why do I care that Johnny Depp's ex-wife beat him, to be honest with you? You married her. After the first punch, you should have known what you got into. So, but again, distractions. Distractions are aplenty, and not just from the world, but also from... Uh, churched folk, because uh, every time um, you know we, we we start to focus on the enemy. Let's put it that way. Every time we start to identify and focus on the enemy that we face, a new wave of distraction falls upon the church. And we no longer focus on the enemy, nor are willing to identify the enemy by name anymore. And I think it's one of the devil's best plays, to be honest with you, looking at the history of the church for the last, I don't know, 60 years, 50 years, around there somewhere. Every time the church realized it was getting worse and it needs to sort of uh, call all hands on deck, and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, marshal their efforts to fight the darkness, some new distraction came along, and boom, back to square one. Now, there's a few things that 
we're going to talk about that I wish we didn't have to talk about today. Because I know that some of you are still holding out hope for, you know, red team, blue team. You're still holding out hope that there is a, a smattering of good guys uh, in, in what we call our political, uh, you know, discourse. And that they will win the day, thereby bringing these United States back on track. Uh, there's uh, an audio uh, that was leaked and summarily scrubbed. I can't find it anywhere, but I did hear it. And there have been some big names uh, in, in, in the news media that were able to pry themselves from Will Smith, Johnny Depp, and whatever else idiotic thing everyone's talking about 24-7 to look at it and go, oh, Nelly, this isn't good. It was an audio tape, I, I guess, between Liz Cheney and uh, the guy that's going to be the Speaker of the House if the turtle gets out, uh, McCarthy, I think it was. And uh, basically what they were lamenting was the fact that uh, you and I, the plebes, the peons, the numbers on a spreadsheet that are expected – to fund their lifestyle and 500, uh, you know, $500 steaks at, at some uh, snooty steakhouse in Washington, D.C. Uh, we have uh, too much freedom to voice our opposition. We have too much freedom to speak our mind. We have too much freedom of speech, as it were. This is supposed to be a Republican. This is supposed to be the guy that's going to be helming the House or the Senate come uh, next election cycle. And he's talking to someone who, by all accounts, even what, what the Republican Party of Wyoming divested itself of her. They're like, she's not one of us. So you know that's bad. Because uh, this, this woman came with provenance. Liz Cheney is the daughter of VP Dick Cheney. And so if you have to distance yourself from the daughter of the former vice president, you know that she stepped into Lemurd, uh up, up to her nostrils, if not deeper. And Lemurd, uh for those of you that are not uh, multilingual as myself, I know, I know, not everyone can be, is the bovine fecal matter in French. So Liz, Liz Cheney's doing the breaststroke right now in Lamerd, as well as a few other so-called Republicans. So the reason I'm talking about this is because some of you, and I love you, I understand there needs to be some straw you can, you, you, you can grip at before you descend into despair. I get it. But some of you are really hoping, hoping, praying, hoping, 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 praying, hoping, that come next election cycle, the blue team's going to come to power. Or the red team, I don't know, whatever, whichever color. They're interchangeable at this point. And what you don't realize is that there are plenty of people like McCarthy, like Liz Cheney. Uh, what's uh, that other doofus out of Utah? Uh, the Mitt. The Mitt of Romney or as uh, he was also known, Pierre Delecto. I prefer the latter name, but hey, that's just me. I like the way French sounds. Uh, so, 
with people like this, what you're hoping will happen if they get into power will never materialize. I'm sorry to break your heart. I'm sorry to pop your balloon at your own birthday party, what, a balloon someone filled with shaving cream, but this is what it is. This is where we are. The only thing that will happen is there will be an R in power instead of a D, but their purpose and their intent will be the same. Because lest you forget, the first two years of the former administration, Republicans had control of everything. And if they would have gone about systematically doing what the voters expected them to do, it would have been grand. It would have been awesome. We would have actually made change. But no. There is that, that doofus from uh, Wisconsin. I even forget his name. That's how just, just irremarkable he is. He ran for, uh, as vice president to Mitt Romney, I think. Uh, one of these forgettable people that sold out the minute they got to D.C. And it looks like McCarthy and Cheney and a bunch of others in the same boat. Right now, the only people I still go like, ah, there's a chance, or they're really good at hiding what they are, is like Jim Jordan. And on a good day, because uh, let's face it, uh, he hasn't been consistent, uh, the now bearded fellow out of Texas, uh, what, what's his face? Not the, not the one with the eye patch. The one with the eye patch would silence you at the drop of a hat, if, if you disagreed with him. Uh, the other guy, the chunky one. Anyway, who cares? He ran for president, too. I think Donald Trump called his wife ugly or said that his dad uh, orchestrated JFK's assassination. You know, little things, little barbs. Uh, but yeah, very few people in government are there to do the will of the people anymore. This is what you need to understand. So if your hope is that getting the other guys in will stop this train, the best you can hope for is that it slows the train down just a smidge. This train will not be stopped. I'm sorry to break the news to you. Ted Cruz, that was his name. See, it was on the tip of my tongue. This is how my mind works. I haven't had my hot, delicious beverage for the day, so I'm in second gear rather than fourth. Excuse me while I sip from my delicious beverage so I can give you the fullness of what you expect of me every other week or so. Oh, that was mighty fine. All right. So uh, before we get into anything else, uh, not to toot my own horn because it wasn't me. It was American prophetic. But remember when Uncle Mikey told you, oh, I don't know, two months ago, maybe two and a half months ago, that all the Russians really had to do was shut off the gas to the European Union uh, to, 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 to make them quiet down, to make them hang their heads and not say a thing anymore? And there were some, well, they would never do that. They need the money. Uh, let us wager, since they've done it, who do you think will outlast who? Will the Russians outlast the Europeans in having to do without Netflix, McDonald's, 
I don't know who else pulled out. Apparently, like, the really high-end brands didn't because there's so many. Like, I don't, I don't know if, like, Bulgari or Chanel pulled out. I know. What do you know of Bulgari? You live in Watertown, Wisconsin. I don't know. I saw the name on a, you know, magazine cover once. I'm just repeating things I know nothing about. But, uh, like, like, the really high-end, I'm not talking about mid-tier mall brands that people think are luxury. I'm talking about the places where you need to make an appointment and you send your personal shopper with a black card uh, to, to pick out outfits for you, which then they bring home. And while you sip tea, you said, like, like, don't like, love, like, love. Because uh, that's, that's what pompous people do. That's what, uh, and, and, and again, their day is coming. Pomposity will not live forever. I think even the rich are now going, what's going on with the economy? Oh, wait a second, teddy bear. Wait a second. I, I, I think there's, uh, they have not yet seen, I don't believe, uh, that their jobs are in jeopardy. Uh, but all the lispy, limp-wristed uh, homosexuals that pretend to be personal shoppers for uh, middle-aged fag hags, uh, yeah, they're about to be unemployed, so I hope you have some sort of talent other than color coordinating. Because even the rich are going to get a hammer to the face if this keeps going. Because there is no good news on the horizon for anything. I know, I know they're going, oh, it's just going to be a recession. Let me ask, or, or as they would say in uh, Urbania, let me ask you this. When was the last time uh, the government undersold potential disaster? Yes, I just sipped from my delicious beverage without letting you know. See, I'm tricky that way. But when was the last time, oh, I don't know, let's say the government said inflation is going to be 7% and it turned out to be 5 Never. Good, good answer. Bravo. Well done. Have yourself a Tootsie Roll. Let me know how many licks it takes to get to the center. Anyway, I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're just sitting there scratching your head going, what happened to this guy? I used to like to listen to him. You know, they can't all be winners. Sometimes you just got to, eh, you know, a draw is good enough. But if government officials are openly talking about recession. What the average citizen needs to prepare for is the big D, or the little D, depending on how you spell it. They need to prepare for outright depression. If the government is trying to get the citizenry to brace for recession, what's coming is depression. You heard it here first. I know. American prophetic. So the fact that everyone's going, well, you know, I mean, remember when it was transitory? I do, too. Remember what Uncle Mikey told you when Jerome Powell said that this inflation is transitory? I said the only thing transitory is the bean burrito he had from Taco Bell. 
That's what I said back then. I remember it because it was an off-the-cuff line, and baby, it was good. I even heard somebody chuckle now in the back office. That's how good it was. Six months later, it still holds. So they were up and down. It's transitory. Well, apparently not. So now that they've prepared us by telling us that inflation is here to stay, they're uh, throwing out crumbs regarding recession. If you prepare for recession, you're still going to get a black eye. The only thing you can prepare for, if you can prepare for it, is full-on depression. That is what is coming. Every single outfit, be they grocers or food producers, are warning of quote-unquote global food shortages. Translation, if you find something to eat in the store, it'll be so expensive it'll make your nose bleed. You can only sell a kidney. You can't sell them both. Do you have two kidneys? I don't know. But you can only sell so many organs to buy food before you run out of organs, is what I'm trying to say. So, if they're preparing you for recession, it will likely be depression. And another thing that you must be aware of is that if they're preparing you for global food shortages, then it's going to be a lot worse than just not finding your brand of pasta in the store. Take that for what you will. Take the steps you deem necessary as you will. But don't say nobody ever warned you. I know, I know. Joel Osteen says, everything going to be all right. I get it. And you have the right to listen to Joel Olstein until the point of starvation, that's on you. My responsibility is to warn you long enough ahead of time so that you could actually make the moves necessary to I you can't you can't you can't completely wall off yourself from this. There's no one hundred percent protection. You can't live in a bubble. So whether psychologically or physically, you're going to feel the effects of this no matter what. I'm sorry, this is the thing. It doesn't matter how much food you have stored in your basement. It doesn't matter how many bomb shelters you have out in the backyard. You're going to see people hurting. You're going to see neighbors hungry. So either psychologically or physically, it will affect you. There will be people in this country who never thought they would see a day of hunger experience true famine do you understand this all all these 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 just worthless oxygen wastes that make their living i don't know telling other people how dumb they are all these 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 youtube thoughts that just show off skin and make millions of dollars it's going to be worthless Do you understand that the value of your money is decreasing every single day? They're saying that, well, we've peaked as far as inflation is concerned. Have we now? Because the needful things of life, things like food, things like water, things like gas, those things have not peaked. 
They will continue to increase in price. The only thing that has peaked, and, and, and I don't believe it has. I think there's still a ways to go. But it's the useless things, the wasteful things that we buy every single day that, that have no purpose other than removing legal tender from your wallet. But as far as the needful things, no, I don't believe that we've seen the peak of the inflation. But back to the original thing that I wanted to talk about. I know it took us 20 minutes to get back here. This is how my mind works. It's, I, see, this is why I never tell you, go to my Patreon and subscribe. Because this way, I owe you nothing. I don't even owe you a decent show. It's me doing this freely of my own accord. And it's you listening freely of your own accord. Now, the headline, and it's one I've been preparing for. And if they were real masochistic, they would have done it sooner. But Russia shuts off gas to the EU states of Poland and Bulgaria. Energy prices soar on news. Now, before we get into it, understand that the reason the Russians uh, have halted gas exports to Poland and Bulgaria is because uh, they refused to purchase the gas in Russian rubles rather than U.S. dollars. So this was sort of a game of chicken. And the Polish and the Bulgarians thought to themselves, well, they need the money. So they're just, it's empty threats. And the Russians said, nay, nay. Our people, as long as they have the vodka, they don't care about the food. They have the vodka. And, and Russians have, I don't know, like 3 million years of reserves of vodka. I think per capita, every citizen has 600 liters of vodka or something. Completely made up. Don't get excited. It's just a made-up thing. But, hey, maybe I could go to work for CNN. Do you see how quickly I, I, I made that statistic up? Russians have 600 liters of vodka per citizen, per capita. There you go. That, 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 that was my audition for CNN. Anyway, Russians know how to go hungry. They know what it is to lack. Americans don't. Let's start there. But the Europeans figured that the Russians needed the gas money. What they didn't understand is that there are, A, already nations that are willing to purchase the oil in rubles, thereby not, you know, the Russians don't have, like, a backlog and no one to sell it to. The Chinese will buy as much oil as the Russians can pump out. And there are other smaller nations that have begun purchasing oil in rubles because they need it. There's no other place to get it. And their interest is their own populace, their own people, their own nation, not the skirmish between Russia and Ukraine. 
So the Russians go, yeah, you're going to need to pay us in rubles. And they said, okay. Now, the Polish and the Bulgarians didn't. They're like, we are still willing to purchase uh, the oil from you, but we are willing to purchase in dollars. And the Russians said, yet, 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 yet. For those of you that don't know what yet means, it's no. I know, in case anybody thought I was saying something salacious in Russian. So, summer's coming. Most people would go, well, so what? Well, people still cook with gas. They may not need it for heat, but summer's only three months. And then come the fall and come the winter, I think it'll be mm, maybe six weeks, if that, depending on how many reserves the Polish and the Bulgarians have, uh, before uh, they go back to the table and go, okay, we will pay you in the rubles. Da? Da. The Russian government has halted all gas exports to Poland and Bulgaria after, they say, a deadline passed for the nations to pay for gas in Russian rubles rather than Western currency. Sources with the Polish government and the Polish oil and gas industry claim that Russia has halted all gas supplies to the country Tuesday night with the stoppage of transmission confirmed Wednesday morning amid a war of words between Moscow and European capitals. By the way, forgot to mention it in the beginning, but this is a recorded broadcast. We are not live. Just for the sake of, you know, in case nuclear war breaks out tomorrow, you'll go, how come you didn't talk about it? I'm glowing. Anyway, uh, today is April the 27th, the year of our Lord's 2022. It does happen to be a Wednesday, chilly day in Wisconsin, even though I, it's almost April, 30 degrees. What is going on? Global warming, Al Gore. The only reason you thought the globe was warming because you packed on 300 pounds of pure, pure flab. You're, you're sweating through your pores. Oh, it's getting so hot. I think it's global warming. It wasn't, Al. You just needed to eat less and exercise more. I know, but what do you... You know what? Fat people can call other people fat. It's a thing. Look it up. Wholesale gas prices soared a fifth. So they didn't go up by a couple pennies. It's not like uh, it was just a blip on the radar. You know, 2% up, 1% down. Nothing to be overly concerned about. Wholesale gas prices soared a fifth in Europe on the news. Communicating both the shortage, the reduction of imports resemble, as well as market uncertainty. Several European nations are heavily dependent on Russia's gas, notably Germany. So in case you're wondering why the Germans are so quiet, why they are not defending the continent of Europe, it is because the Germans are heavily dependent on Russian gas. And uh, just as an aside, 
the nation of Germany is suspiciously missing. It's absent from the list of nations uh, to which Russia has halted gas export. The question is this. Are the Germans back-channeling money in rubles to get their gas? Or do the Russians hold some sort of promissory note from the Germans that they will not intervene in uh, their attempted takeover of Ukraine? I don't know. These are just suspicious. It's, it's very suspicious. Because if it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. But if it quacks like a duck, too, uh, then you should get the horseradish sauce ready. The European Union has called the suspension of gas deliveries blackmail. And at that word, Vladimir Putin said, oh, my goodness, they called me a blackmailer. There's nothing worse that you can call this man that you haven't already called him before he shut down your gas. They called him a murderer, which likely he is. They called him a monster, genocidal dictator. Putin pants went on and on about, this guy's got to go. Somebody take this guy out. Sticks and stones, Bubba. What more can you call him to hurt his feelings? He's a blackmailer. Of course he is. It's probably a nicer name than genocidal murderer. So the fact that the European Union has called the suspension of calf deliveries blackmail shows you how impotent the European Union is. Look, again, if you want to call it, call it American prophetic. If this, thing's get, if this thing gets worse, the only people fighting in Europe will be American soldiers to defend Europe. Again, let that sink in. Because the worst that the European Union has is calling Vladimir Putin names. He's a blackmailer. And I don't think he recycles either. I saw him throw away a plastic bottle in a trash can without even looking at the recycle can. This is how deluded of mind we have become in the West. While predators are sharpening their teeth on stones, We think that words will hurt them to no end. It will pierce them to the heart. This is why what's coming is going to be so ugly. For Europe, for America, for every single pampered nation that has not known what it is to truly labor, for for a whole generation of people under 40 that don't know what blisters are, For people that feel compelled to go and push truck tires around because that's the only exercise they get because Lord forbid you take an axe and go chop down a tree. That is toxically masculine. What? 
if you're a guy and you use moisturizer, you're not going to be able to psychologically withstand what is coming. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. If you're a man and you own cuticle scissors and you don't just bite them off like any man should, it's going to be hurting time for you. But this is what society has become because we've had it too good for too long and we didn't realize that it took a lot of sweat and tears and blood It took a lot of calluses and blisters. It took labor to build it up to where it was. Not where it is, where it was. I'm sorry, we're beyond the apex, kids. We're on the downhill slope, picking up speed. But it took an entire generation of labor to bring it up to that point. Do you think Allow me to ponder. Allow me to propose a question to which you must contemplatively provide an answer. Do you think that once we hit bottom, this present generation will have the fortitude, wherewithal, willingness, and grit to build it back up? Huh? Rising Phoenix. Yeah. Sorry, Bubba. Ain't nobody. Because the generation of those that, that built it up are either retired or citizens or have gone on to the great beyond. And the only thing that remains is a bunch of sissies who spend thousands of dollars on hair product every year And think that a beard makes them masculine. Not understanding what masculinity is. Don't get me started. I can't. See, I've gone off track already because I I still get, well, brother, you know, if it gets bad enough, the tough are going to get going. Where's the tough? Boys with fingernail polish on, where's the tough? I guarantee you, any school of high schoolers, all boys, you you put the girls aside, let them go do their girly thing. You take any high school in either California, New York, Florida, Illinois, even here in Wisconsin, to, to some extent, the rural ones, maybe not. You hand them each a skinning knife and a dead deer and say, go to work. Half of them would throw up on the spot and have panic attacks. The others would just sit there looking at each other going, what are we supposed to do? But yeah, this is the future I'm pinning my hope in. People are honest. When are you going to retire? Never. Nobody's going to pay me Social Security. What do you mean retire? I'm going to have to fight off hungry teenagers when I go to the pick and save to pick myself some prune juice. Retire. You have to understand that everything is about to change. 
the world that you knew up until now cannot remain thusly. It simply cannot. Because for decades and decades and decades, people have been living beyond their means. And right now, we, we, we've been pushed into a corner where they can't print any more money without chicken becoming $500 a pound, never mind 200 And people have gotten used to being lazy. I know, no, oh, not us, not Americans. No, sir, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We wake up every morning with the sun shining and we go, what next? Now, I'm not talking about people who have farms or people who, who have jobs, but I'm generalizing as far as anything under 30 is worthless, absolutely worthless. Unless they went into the armed forces, unless they, they went to a trade school and learned something, anything, electrician, plumbing, flooring, whatever, something to earn a living. But skateboarding, that's not a career. Not being stupid. There's too many of you for you to be special in any way unless you start eating your neighbor's boogers rather than your own. So we, we can't. Again, I'm trying to dispel. I'm not, I'm not trying to dispel hope as a general thing. I'm trying to dispel the objects of your hope so you don't place your hope in the wrong thing. So politicians, political parties, out. Because the people that are vying for the big chairs are scum. They're liars. They will tell you what you want to hear to your face, but once they get power, they will do nothing of what the voters want them to do, i.e. McCarthy. Two, the future generation. Nope, done. There will be too few kids raised right. There will be too few kids raised with respect. There will be too few kids raised with a work ethic. There will be too few kids raised by their own parents for them to make a difference. I know it hurts. But man, on Saturday mornings, I take my wife and my kids out to breakfast at a couple greasy spoons out in where we live, bar none without fail. We're sitting there either having eaten or waiting for our meal. And at least two, three of the tables also have families with children because people come to breakfast on Saturday mornings. Every single one of those family members, including mama and daddy, are either holding an iPhone, an iPad, or some electronic device that they're glued to. The only words coming out of their mouth throughout the entire meal was what they wanted to eat, and they don't even say thank you to the waitress that brings them their food. So the idea that parenting is happening, nonsense. Most people are too selfish to parent their children the way they ought to. Because children are time-consuming. They are leeches of time and energy. I've got two girls. I go to bed every night tired. 
because that's what kids are. They, they are energy and time leeches. But it's great because you watch them grow, you watch them mature. Most parents don't just, well, you know, it's a tax deduction. Send them, send them to school, make sure that, you know, they don't go naked. But that's about the end of their concern. So you wonder, how, how do kids grow to be just monsters? Well, because they're never raised properly. And now in Europe, at least in Bulgaria and Poland, they'll be raised without gas, too. According to a report from Onnit, speculation has had arisen Tuesday over whether the total shutoff was triggered by a prior deadline set for last Friday by the Russian government for Poland and other European nations to pay for gas in rubles rather than in euros or dollars, a policy Russian President Vladimir Putin had vowed for unfriendly countries back in March. So is Germany considered a friendly country? Because I'm, I'm trying to piece this together because everyone's encouraging us, meaning the Americans, to send our best and brightest, to send weapons, to send money. But what of the European nations in Europe? What is their stance and position? Because right now, the way it stands, it does not seem as though the Germans are suffering any ill consequences for taking a stand against Putin. So have they? Just a question. Russian state media agency TASS confirmed this state of affairs Wednesday morning, quoting state gas company Gazprom, which said, Gazprom Export has notified Bulgaria and Poland of the suspension of gas supplies from April 27 until the payments are made according to the procedure outlined in the decree. So, either the Chinese buy all the gas from the Russians in rubles, which is no skin off the Russians' nose, then they sell it back to the Polacks and the Bulgarians for, you know... 30-40% on top in dollars or the Polish and the Bulgarians will acquiesce to the Russian request and pay in rubles either way it strengthens Russia's position Poland along with several other countries has rejected the Russian demand to pay for gas and other commodities in rubles, while Hungary, another European Union member state, has claimed it will pay in rubles if asked. The TASS statement noted that not all shipments traveling to Poland had been suspended, only those being delivered to Poland itself. Gas pipelines also traveled through Poland to deliver Russian energy to Central Europe, Germany in particular. So this is where we are globally. I told you, the biggest chess piece that the Russians still held was gas. And the fact that Europe was dependent upon it. 
And now we are seeing that manifest. I know, I know. See, I could, I could uh, grow a ponytail and wear leather jackets and call myself some sort of uh, visionary or other, have a TV show and ask people to support my Patreon. But, yeah, that's not for me, man. I can't. See, I I love and respect the people that listen to this program too much to take advantage of them. And because of that, uh, I harbor great and immeasurable animosity towards individuals who would take advantage. I'll just leave it at that. I know. What are you talking about? Nothing in particular. You know, we got time to kill. An hour is an hour. But just in case you thought the the issues were reserved only uh, to Europe, you know, we have nothing to fear. Everything is honky-dory, as it were, here in these United States. Uh, U.S. trade deficit in goods jumps 17.8%. 8%. Not to 17.8%. It jumped 17.8% to a record $125 billion. Oh, this administration. There's... So let me encapsulate uh, what this administration has done in recent times. They've... Uh, sided with pedophilia and people grooming children. Uh, They have no clue what's going on in the economy. I think right now, the Fed is probably going to bump interest by at least 0.25 again this week, maybe even 0.50, which will uh, send the stock market into another tumble. But uh, we'll see. It's Thursday, so tomorrow we shall know. Or by the time you hear this program, wink, wink, you shall know. Uh, however, we do know about the trade deficit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Economists had expected the U.S. trade deficit in goods to narrow. That's right. They expected it to narrow. This is how much trust you should put in economists. Basically, right now, that still has the temerity to call themselves an economist, the same people that said that inflation was transitory, that we were not at risk of a recession, that there was no real estate bubble, that the stock market wasn't hyperinflated as far as uh, what what, what stocks were worth value-wise, Any of them that still have the temerity to call themselves economists need to be just flogged in the public square now. Just cane them like they do in Singapore. Get a couple of people that just realized within the last couple of weeks that they bit off more than they could chew in their home, their newly bought home, their American dream isn't worth $1.4 million on the best day on an island, never mind in some crummy neighborhood in Wisconsin. Give them the canes and say, those people are economists. 
They're the ones that said, hey, everything is A-OK. Buy now or cry later. You know, they're not making any more dirt. So you should, you should plant your flag. Yes, sir. I know, I know. The same house sold six years ago for $620,000, but they've got offers above asking at 1.4, so you know it's worth it. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Yes, it but I'm never going to pay that off in my entire life. I make forty grand a year. How am I going to pay for this? It doesn't matter, sir. We can give you. We, 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 we're we going to layer the payments. And you don't have to pay interest for the first three weeks. I mean, by the time you're all moved in, it's like it's almost paid off. Come on, sign the papers. So why not? Since uh, I've alienated most of you already, another American prophetic segment coming up in three, two, one. Let me sip from my beverage. If you thought 2007, 2008 was bad, you're going to look back on 2007 and 2008 and go, hey, weren't those the good old days? Huh? Weren't those days grand? Because right now, uh, little childrens. It's not just a real estate bubble that we have to contend with in this country. I know I'm just I'm just a teddy bear of happiness and good news for all. Today was one of those days, but again I have to prepare you, because six months down the road, a year down the road, you're not going to come back to me. Hey, you didn't tell me any of this. I did. You didn't listen. You, you, you tuned me out and you turned on Joe Osteen. Everything going to be all right. Yeah, there you go. This is my Bible. I'm going to try to eat it because there's nothing in my fridge. That may help. Who knows? Anyway, so back in 0708-ish, all you had was a real estate bubble. That popped. People got hurt. People lost their homes. What you have today are, by my count, at least uh, five bubbles of equal potency to the real estate bubble. You have the real estate bubble. You also have the credit bubble uh, because they were handing out credit left and right to anybody that would apply because, hey, 22% a year. You also have the auto loan bubble. Look, I'm not one to judge a book by its cover. I really am not. However, when I see someone with one tooth in their entire mouth driving a brand new Lincoln, with all the bells and whistles, 80, 90, 100 grand-ish, I'm thinking to myself, perhaps you should have added another tooth before you got to Lincoln. Every single day, I drive in and out of uh, the place through which opportunity runs. By the way, if you didn't know, Watertown, Wisconsin, opportunity runs through it. Uh, 
I see people that I know cannot afford the cars they're driving. It is a certainty to me. There is no way somebody with half a shaved head and a shirt that was once white that is now light brown can afford a $120,000 car. So all of these, and it's not just here. I guarantee you, if you start opening your eyes wherever you live, people, people with no jobs driving $80,000 trucks? What, what is going on? So yet another bubble. Student loan, yet another bubble. There are bubbles aplenty, including the stock market. And when one of these pops, it will cause a chain reaction that, as I said, will make 07 and 08 seem like... But why is this happening to us? Because we are no longer the nations we once was. Yeah, I guess that's the right way to word it. And I'm not talking about patriotically. I'm talking about spiritually. We weren't a holy nation, a righteous nation by any means. Don't get it twisted. But at least we knew the difference between wrong and right. At least we knew the difference between wholesome and defiled. We had a natural or a natural distaste for things that we naturally knew were abhorrent. We got queasy easy, as the kids like to say. And that wasn't a bad thing. We're no longer getting queasy. And that includes the church. Nothing is too out there. We're willing to embrace anything. But you're a boy who thinks he's a cat? A girl cat? Sure. We'll put out the litter box for you. We have lost our moral compass. And we are descending further into the deep. And politicians won't be able to save us. The future generation of illiterate children won't be able to save us. And we won't even be able to save ourselves because we're not willing to do the hard thing it requires. So the only hope that remains is as individuals to know the foundation upon which we stand, to prepare the best way we can. And if you can still afford it, buy a bucket of popcorn and watch it all go up in flames. Anyway, 
Happy Wednesday. Uh, or by the time you hear this, Thursday. Uh, we will be with you again next week, Lord willing. Uh, got nowhere to go. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I, it's, I, I, you only have so many kidneys you can sell to fill a car tank nowadays. So, uh, bless you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. Uh, until next time, Gino, if you got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. I want to direct people to our website, handofhelp.com, under the visions. If you get a chance, and we have a lot of people ordering through the fire book and other books, please check out the visions the Lord gave us since 1984. I would urge people, get the word out about the message for America. It's been given to our Dimitri Dudeman, and it's accurate 100%, and everything Mike shared on the radio today uh, it's coming down the road because, as Mike said, our country has left God, left holiness. Um, we walk after a pattern more of Sodom and Gomorrah than a country that says we, we follow the word of God in the Bible. And, and under there are many dreams about Russia, China, and admonitions to the church, and they're very poignant. And then Mike has several of them that he's had. As we traveled together, I happened to be with him on several trips where uh, my God would show him words about America, including the first 911. Also, God showed him there'll be another 911. And as Mike said, what what thing will burst the bubble? You know, I, th- I think it's a combination with inflation, with prices again going up, with God's hand being pulled back, weather, judgments, fires, all kinds of things going on. America can't sustain that. And where is the outcry of people going, we need to turn back to God, and it's, it's not going to be a political solution. It has to be with the church. So, you know, let's just uh, continue to pray for the people in Ukraine. Uh, we get firsthand reports from the ground there of what's going on. We are helping people in our orphanage. And there's a lot of conspiracy thinking out there about the situation, but most of that's not accurate. And when people are suffering, uh, the Word of God says to help and be there for them. So thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Again, go to our website when you have time, and uh, it's handofhelp.com. And uh, thank you again. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all